right, welcome to the Big M Podcast Spotlight on Education. My name is Catherine LaDuke. I'm a senior here at Millis High School, and joining me as my co-host today is Millis Middle School student Joe Barisano. Hi, Joe. Hi. So we have a very special guest with us here today. Mr. Dupre, welcome. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me today. So Mr. Dupre is the new middle school principal here in Millis. So welcome to the Big M. How's the start of the school year going for you? Uh, it's, uh, it's been great. Uh, great. Uh, Millis is a great uh, community, and it's really been fun to kind of get to know staff and students. I'm looking forward to uh, a great year. I've only been here a short period, but uh, it's been great so far. Awesome. So before we get to your plans that you have for your time here at Millis, we want to get to know you a little bit more. So I'm going to hand this part over to Joe. Can you tell us where you grew up? Sure, uh, Joe. I grew up in a little town. Well, back then it was a little town. Now it's a big town. Uh, the, the town of Weymouth uh, on the South Shore. Um, I grew up there with my, my two brothers, my two older brothers, and my mom and dad. Uh, what music did you listen to in middle school? Oh, uh, music. I'll, I have a pretty uh, eclectic uh, taste in music. I have listened to a number of different bands. Uh, my brothers were older, so I used to listen to a lot of the music that they listened to. But when I was in middle school, uh, some of the bands that I probably listened to were uh, a band named Petra, uh, another band, uh, you guys may know Kansas, yep. uh, Rush, I listened to a little bit, Rush, big Neil Peart fan on the drums, and uh, Journey was a big one. Classic. Um, obviously classic in the 80s. Um, Boston was another big group. We love and, Boston. Uh, the, other, the other group I listened to was Toto. And then whatever else was playing on the radio at the time. So I love, uh. me- love music. <laughs> Uh, what was your favorite TV show in middle school? Uh, I didn't watch a lot of TV in middle school, although when I did, it was usually uh, jamming in the small den in my house with my father and two brothers and mother watching the Bruins. That was a, I was a big Bruins fan. My family were big Bruins fans back in the day. Um, but if we did watch some TV, it'd probably be uh, Dukes of Hazard. You guys ever hear of that show? I can't say that I have, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, MASH was another one. Uh, my parents loved the Carol Burnett show, which was like a comedy show, kind of sketch show, um, similar to maybe Saturday Night Live you guys might be familiar gotcha. with. And then uh, there was a cartoon called Speed Racer, which I was kind of into. So, uh, What did you eat for lunch in middle school? I was a cheeseburger and fries guy. Still am. Love uh, good French fry and uh, also love tater tots. So you got you'll see me in the calf, kind of chomping on tater tots every now and then. Uh, what was your favorite subject? Uh, I liked I liked all subjects, but really um, I think because of the teachers I had, I loved history, uh, social studies, and history. Still, am a, a history buff, and uh, also enjoyed math definitely. That's so awesome. So were you a teacher before you became a principal? And if so, how did you become a teacher? What was that process like? And where did you work before you came to Mellis? Sure. So I, um, I started out, actually, um, my undergrad is at Bentley College, so it was a business school. And uh, when I was graduating high school, the push was to go into to business for a number of different reasons. So I went that route and uh, was working sales and marketing for about six years, but I couldn't avoid the call. Uh, to be a teacher. I think it, it grabs you. And I always had worked with uh, with, with kids in uh, youth groups and that kind of thing. And um, so um, I went back to visit a fifth grade teacher of mine. Actually, I still keep in touch with him today. Um, and he had, a, there was a building sub position open at the junior high at the time. And so I went up in my shorts and sneakers and interviewed for the position, got hired on the spot. I uh, went back to my my job and um, to actually gave them two weeks notice. Wow. And uh, in April, started out as a building sub uh, at the junior high in Weymouth. And um, kind of the rest is history on that. I, I was um, uh, taught chorus for a year 
in Weymouth uh, the next year, the following year, because the chorus teacher never came back. <laughs> so they <laughs> needed someone to fill in there. And then uh, math teacher was leaving. So I, um, I ended up actually uh, teaching math in Weymouth for six years. And then I taught math in Needham for uh, seven years. And then was a, an assistant principal in Plymouth. And um, then was principal in Weymouth for five years and in Franklin for three. So I've been uh, principal now for the past eight years. This is my ninth year as principal and my 13th year um, as an administrator. That's a great resume. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, do you play any sports, and what, what is your favorite sports team? Oh, well, I, like I said earlier, the Bruins. Are, I'm a big Bruins fan, and uh, I'll probably sit and watch uh, any every Bruins game I can this year, try to get to a few if I can. Um, I did play soccer in high school, basketball in high school, and I ran spring track. Uh, through the javelin, triple jump, and did the um, 400 hurdles. And in college, I played two years of soccer. So um, I do probably not as good of an athlete now than I was then, but I did play a couple years in college and uh, do enjoy uh, trying to play a little bit now. I might actually join the uh, Millis Middle School girls uh, soccer team this afternoon for their practice and see if I can uh, run around a little bit and see if I still have it. But, um, yeah, I enjoy uh, my favorite sports team is absolutely the Bruins. So, uh, And do you have a favorite player? Um, well, I uh, I mean, Bergeron, how can you go wrong, right, if you choose him? Um, my wife is a big Marshawn fan, so, and um, I think, you know, Patrice Bergeron is a, is a great leader. Uh, I've been watching uh, him play for a number of years now, and so I think he'd probably be uh, one of my favorite players, definitely. Uh, what are your hobbies? I have a, uh, I don't know, I like to golf. Um, I like to fish. Um, I like to sing. I like to cook. Uh, my wife is a fan of that. I really actually do enjoy uh, cooking a lot, and so I uh, spend time doing that um, over the weekends. Sometimes we have a nice uh, cookout on the grill, or I'll, I'll cook a nice meal for us. Um, enjoy watching the Bruins, spending time with my family. That's a big thing for me. Um, family's really important to me. Um, and so we'll spend time, my wife and I will spend time with, uh, with our families uh, when we can. And um, I think those are the the big things. I loved, we lo love to travel, too. We used to travel a lot before COVID hit. Um, we, we've been to Europe a couple times and all over the United States. So that's, that's another thing that we really enjoy doing. What's one of the um, favorite places you've ever been traveling? Oh, my goodness. Um, we'll keep it, keep it in the U.S. and then <laughs> Europe. We'll try okay. that. All right, great. So um, one of my favorite places in the United States is Alaska. Um, just a beautiful tour. We took a tour through the, a cruise through the Inside Passage and then up into um, Fairbanks via train. So we got to see uh, what is now Denali. It used to be McKinley, wow. Mount McKinley. Uh, we were in Alieska. We were in Talkeetna. Um, we up through the Inside Passage, just the, you know, whales calving next to the ship type of thing. Wild. Uh, bald, bald eagles everywhere. So I was able to do some salmon fishing uh, on that trip, which was kind of cool. So I think for the beauty and the nature of it, uh, Alaska was one of my favorite trips um, in the United States. And then uh, I think we took a number of uh, trips in Europe, Scotland. Um, we've been to uh, Greece. We've been to um, Turkey. Um, but I would say probably my favorite trip was to Switzerland. Uh, my wife got it for me for my birthday. My dad was uh, in the Navy, and so he traveled to that area of the world and had always told me as a kid, if you ever get a chance to go to Switzerland, you should do it. And so my wife, uh, for a birthday, my 50th birthday uh, present um, in honor of my dad, 
uh, got me that uh, trip to Switzerland, and it was probably the, one of the most amazing and beautiful uh, areas of the world. So nice because you get all different tastes of different countries because Switzerland borders Germany and France and Liechtenstein and yeah. all of these different uh, countries. So um, you get a little taste of that in that, that tour. So um, Switzerland was my favorite, definitely. That's beautiful. That's really special. Yep. Uh, how many trips do you think you've been on? <clears throat> oh, my goodness. Um, I would say in the range of 20, 25. That's a lot. Yeah, we, we've loved to travel. We So we always figure we can't take it with us, right? So um, we, at my wife, I'm fortunate to marry up. Um, I have a wonderful wife, and she always promised herself at the end of, she's an educator as well, at the ev- end of every school year she would travel for at least a week. So when we got married, I kind of bumped that up to two weeks. So we, and we travel, um, We've been married 23 years, so we traveled every year. 24 years, so we traveled every year. Uh, so that would be around 25, 24 uh, trips. Um, so uh, hopefully we, we didn't do much over the COVID years, but hopefully we'll be getting back to the, the travel soon. Um, are you married and do you have any kids? Um, yes, so I am married. My wife, Debbie, is a, a assistant principal in East Bridgewater. And uh, we usually say that uh, she has 900 kids, and I have now I have 250 <laughs> or 270 kids. We don't have any children of our own. We just woke up one day in our mid-40s and figured it wasn't the right time. Um, but we put a lot of uh, time and effort into our students, so we, we always tell our friends and family that we have 1,000 kids. So, And, uh, you know, we kind of uh, put that effort in during the school year uh, to support our students and uh, really enjoy that. I love that. So <laughs> what do you expect from your students or from your kids? Listen up, Joe, on this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think uh, they've heard from us, you know, around, for me, foremost, I expect my students to be respectful of themselves, uh, respectful of others, respectful of the teachers and staff, and also the building. I mean, this is their home, you know, six and a half hours a day um, in their community, so it's important for them to be respectful of the building. Um, but I think, you know, just the expectation is to be good citizens, to be kind to each other, um, to work hard, to accomplish their goals, and, and uh, you know, kind of listen and take the support that the teachers are giving them to, um, you know, to, to be successful in what they, they want to achieve for themselves. And I think starting, you know, in the, in the sixth grade and up into seventh and eighth grade, that's the time to really start thinking about kind of where am I heading? What, what do I want to be doing? Where do I want to be? Because um, when you get to high school, you start making decisions you know, about the direction that you want to go in. So um, I think really just kind of putting the effort in. I often say these guys will hear me over the announcements in the morning uh, say do great things, right? And so to me, great things doesn't necessarily mean big things. It's the little things that you do every day that can make a difference. And those little things can change the world. And so I think what I try to promote in my students is, you know, that kindness, being kind, being respectful, uh, creating community, um, helping each other. I, I said this morning, you know, be kind to somebody because it actually makes you healthier, which is true. When you do an act of kindness, you actually, your body chemistry changes, right? So it's easier, it's more healthy to do nice things for people than it is to actually be uh, disrespectful to them. So that's kind of the things that I, I try to promote with my students and uh, hopefully, you know, kind of have an expectation that they'll they'll try to be focused on accomplishing that. So That's awesome. Yeah. Take those words to heart, Joe, Okay. <laughs> So I know, I know it's kind of cheesy, but that's kind of who I am. You know what I mean? I think um, if you have that expectation, you know, and, and you really want to try to model that for kids, uh, for students, they can be successful at it, definitely. So 
That's awesome. Thanks. So personally, as a senior, I'm working through the college application process. So I know you said you did your undergrad at Bentley. Um, what general advice do you have regarding the college experience in whole? So I think um, obviously the, the, the best advice is to work hard and focus, um, you know, to really, if, once you get to that level, you're, you're starting to kind of mold yourself to the direction that you want to go in, in life and in your career. Um, so my, my advice would be to take, uh, take advantage of that, um, take advantage of the resources that are available in college for you. Um, really, you know, early on in college, kind of experiment in the types of courses that you, you think you want to take, but also every once in a while take a course that might interest you, but don't, you don't think, I might not go that way, but let me try this. And you, cause you never know. I mean, there's all these opportunities that come up uh, for students in college. Um, I did my undergrad at Bentley. I did my master's at uh, Bridgewater State, both great colleges. Um, I think that the other thing is to take advantage of all the opportunities that exist. You're going to have opportunities to potentially travel abroad or to uh, work as an intern or to, you know, have different opportunities with uh, student trips and those kind of things. So I think the opportunity to experiment in in those types of things and to, um, you know, look for opportunities to practice your craft and to kind of uh, get a sense of what am I getting myself into. If you do that early, then you can make better decisions for yourself as you as you get older and as you get to potentially being out of school and, and, and starting a career. It gives you a better idea of how to what to focus on and, and the things that you want to do. So take advantage of those opportunities, definitely. All right, I'll take that to heart. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, what is your favorite food? Joe, I like a good steak. Same. That's me. <laughs> I'm a steak and potatoes guy. But um, every once in a while, though, I, I got to get myself some Chinese food because if not, I just won't survive. So I'm a, I'm a Chinese food nut as well. So, But for me, a good steak on the grill Nice green beans or Brussels sprouts with a nice baked potato. That's kind of what I'm going for most of the time. You like steak tips too? Steak tips, absolutely. Teriyaki steak tips, though. You know, like little seasoning on them or whatever. With a good French fry as well, right? Yeah. Yep. How about you? What's your favorite? Uh, probably steak too. All right. We got the same thing going here. That's good. Classic. <laughs> uh, what was your first job? So my first job, uh, first paying job, because my dad made me work a lot without getting paid. <laughs> but my first paying job was at a small little pharmacy in, in Weymouth called Olden's Pharmacy. And they're still there today. It's a little um, little business there. And I started out as a clerk in, uh, in Olden's Pharmacy, um, just stocking shelves and cleaning up and that kind of thing. Um, and then after that, I worked as a uh, supervisor at the Foot Locker, which is no longer in existence. Or maybe it is. Maybe it's a uh, Maybe it's still around, but it was a sports apparel store yeah, that I worked is. at. Yeah, so I was a supervisor there. But my first job was at Olden's Pharmacy as a stock clerk. So I walk in there today. They still still some of the guys that were my bosses back when I was, like, your age that are still there. So <laughs> it's kind of cool. That's cool. And what was your favorite job? Wow. I mean, I love being a principal, but I think my favorite job um, in my life was being a teacher. Uh, and being involved. And, and I did a lot of extracurricular things. I, w I directed school musicals. I coached soccer, basketball, and track. I coached freshman football a couple of years. Um, tried to get my hands into everything that I could do uh, to support students. Um, so I was involved in a lot of extracurriculars, and I also taught math for you know 13 years. So I really, really enjoyed uh, that 
that job the most. Um, you know, being a, an administrator and a principal kind of takes you out of the classroom a little bit more. Um, but um, and I, so I do miss that a little bit. So hopefully, the your teachers will. I ask them if they want me to come in and co-teach a class that to invite me in, and hopefully, I'll get a chance to to go back and do a little bit of that this year. So, but teaching was my favorite, and then being a principal really cool so what do you notice about the staff and students here at millis middle school what have your first impressions kind of been thus far huh first words for me um i would say is that the staff care very deeply about uh, students and about student success um, both socially and emotionally and academically um, it's it's evident to me that the staff really care about their kids they care about each other which is important um, and, you know, it's an amazing staff. It, it's taken me a very short period of time to, to recognize that uh, this is a good community and this is a, a good school with a great culture. Um, and teachers definitely care about their craft and about doing it well. And they also care about the students and their success. And I think you guys have probably experienced that, you know, in your years here, um, that there are, there are people here in place. There is leadership at the the district level and at the building level and teachers that really want everybody to be successful and for uh, for students to have a great experience in their, you know, 6 through 12. But um, for me, 6 through 8th grade, is, it's definitely evident. So it's an amazing group. So I'm looking forward to, to the rest of this year. And what are some of your long-term goals for the middle school for the rest of this year, however long you stay here? Um, well, it, you know, I know it's obviously uh, recognize that it has a strong tradition academically. And so one of the things that I obviously want to do is to continue, continue to support that academic um, focus and uh, make sure that that tradition continues as well. Um, we talked a little bit before we started the podcast, you know, my experiences in, in athletics and also in theater. Um, so one of the things ultimately that I'd like to try to do um, is uh, potentially develop a, a middle school music, musical theater program. Um, where students will participate in that. Um, I, you know, want to continue to establish some community traditions. We, we'll talk a little bit, I think, coming up about something that we're going to do uh, late October. Um, one of the big things that's important to me is student voice. So, you know, um, would would like to continue to, to support the student, um, student voice and create a really strong student leadership uh, program and student leadership team that kind of can plan for events for the school year and kind of create that culture that we were talking about earlier. Um, and, you know, I think just continue to um, develop the teachers and develop students uh, to be successful. So. Joe, how would you feel getting up on the stage and being in a musical? What do you think? Uh, I wouldn't really go. No? no. I, don't, I don't like going on stage. Well, we can work on that. You Joe. never know. We can work on that. I had When I was in Weymouth, I had... Um, the captain of the football team and the captain of the soccer team. Uh, the captain of the soccer team played Tony in West Side Story, mm-hmm. and uh, the captain of the football team and the four or five other football players were all Jets. Uh, so they got up there on stage and did their thing. It was great to see, and it uh, brought brought a different crowd and a good crowd into the into the theater. So we'll work on that, Joe. Yeah, it could be your you. future. You never know. See if we get yeah. you up there. <laughs> So the rumors have trickled down to the high school that you're planning a big fall event in late October. So do you care to tell us a little bit more about that? I don't know if big is the word to describe <laughs> it, but it is It is a fall event. It's that, you know, like, like for me, it's an opportunity for me to try to maybe establish a community tradition here. Um, I know there's a number of things that go on uh, in the district and in the school uh, during the course of the year, but I thought we would try to do something, um, you know, a little fun at the beginning of the 
or, or in the fall. Um, so what we're doing is the middle school is going to actually be uh, having a pumpkin carving slash decorating contest where students that. you'll win that yeah. all right well, oh, that's good i'm glad to see i'm glad to hear that <laughs> love so we're the confidence enter. yeah so we're gonna um we're gonna be an entry form students will have the opportunity to enter they'll be selected to um uh, decorate or carve a pumpkin um and then that's going to culminate in an event on the uh, thursday the 27th of october uh, we're calling it the autumn pumpkin stroll so basically what that's going to be is uh, we're going to set up all of the entries outside uh, on the walkway between the entry of the high school and the bus loop. And um, uh, parents and students will be able to come and they'll QR code the pumpkin and vote for, for um, the, their favorite pumpkin. First prize is a $100 gift card to Cravings. Second prize, there you go, Joe. You like that <laughs> one, right? Second, second uh, prize is a $75 gift card to Cravings. And third would be a $50 gift card. That's awesome. And so what it's also going to culminate in is a little event. Um, so they'll be able to kind of walk through and, and vote on the pumpkins. And then we're going to have food still working on kind of the logistic, logistics of that. But we're going to have food in the bus loop. And picnic tables will be out there. We'll do some kind of... Um, Potentially, we're going to have wood-fired pizza and, you know, those kind of things. Mr. Femino, the music stylings of, of him, he's going to do open mic and play, have some music going on out there. So looking to just kind of get the community out and uh, get our students involved in, in some school spirit. I know that that culminates, I believe, in um, homecoming weekend, I believe, that the yes. football game. The Friday night is the homecoming football game and uh, other events going on that week, spirit week with the high school. So we'll probably piggyback off of the spirit week. Um, and do a little bit of that uh, with our school as well, with the middle school. But I uh, hope that students will, will enter the contest. And what we'll do is they'll carve and decorate on the Wednesday the 26th after school and then finish things up on the 27th, and we'll set up and uh, from 6 to 8 o'clock will be the event. So more information about that to come. be sending out uh, entry forms to students next week, and we'll go from there. That sounds super exciting. So finally, you experienced your first ever middle school open house last week. How did that go? It was great. I mean, it was a great opportunity to uh, to meet parents and get them to, to meet, see my face a little bit. Um, didn't have a whole lot of opportunity for myself. I, I think open house for me is always important for, for parents to get to see who they really want, which is their teachers, right? The students' teachers uh, get into the classroom and see the classroom set up. Uh, opportunity to talk a little bit about the upcoming year. Uh, at open house, I did tell parents that during the conference time, I'm going to set up a couple of principal coffees so that if they wanted to talk to me directly, they could meet with me and just chat a little bit about who I am and what I'm doing here in Millis. So hopefully we're going to set those up uh, during the conference time. But it was a great event, uh, well, you know, um, well attended. Uh, every grade level um, was well attended, and, you know, it was good to see parents come out and uh, ni nice to meet uh, some people in the community. Awesome. So is there anything else you would like to tell our listeners today? Any upcoming deadlines, events, or final thoughts? I don't think so. I think I think you covered it all. Actually, I think um, it's. I just would like to say that I'm very very excited to be here. Um, it's evident that it's an amazing community. I really have enjoyed getting to know some of the students. I appreciate uh, you you having me on today. Oh, absolutely, and, uh, uh, getting to know me a little bit, and uh, look forward to to working with you guys on some of the. Um, PSAs for the upcoming event and uh, hopefully we'll do a couple of other events this year that we'll be able to talk a little bit about either on the podcast or doing other other types of uh, media around it um, but it's great to be here I'm very excited for the year and uh, looking forward to to you know having a strong year that's all we have time for today 
Thank you so much, Mr. Dupre, for taking the time to let a, to letting us get to know you for the Big M Podcast Spotlight on Education. I'm Catherine LaDuke. And I'm Joe Barisano. And we'll see you next time on the Big M.